Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Pharrell back on uh, Coast to Coast with Carver High, Mafia, LTN, our friends, and KC, Mo, Sun, Show Me State. Stay focused. All right, here we go. Uh, we're going to do baseball tonight's game since I've been on fire. By the way, I just saw um, on the U.S. Open, I'm watching this great match, uh, Zverev, the German against uh, Korich, the Croat. Uh, great match. They had two tie breaks in the second and third, which uh, Zverev, the uh, fifth seed, won. And it's 4-3. He's up in the fourth set. A great match going on. And in the middle of it all, they're running vodka commercials, which is awesome. Uh, have a great goose while you're watching the tennis. Hey, that's what they need tennis more of. Booze. I got to tell you, uh, no fans at the U.S. Open. I mean, you talk about naked. Uh, it's just not the same watching the U.S. Open without all those crazy New York tennis fans. Believe me, you. I've been out there. It's crazy. All right, Carver, let's do the baseball games for tonight. Yeah, let's roll it through really fast. Game one uh, about to get going just after 6 o'clock Eastern, Scotty, between the A's and the Astros. You see the rest of the slate. What do you got? All right, so uh, game one, I took the uh, Astros. I know they haven't been playing well lately. Game two, I, I went A's, so I'm going to split that one. As far as the Rays and Nationals go, I'm going Rays there. And then uh, Royals, Indians, I'm all over Cleveland. I had the Rays as my number seven play. Cleveland as my number three play. Yankees and Jays, I got to go Jays. I move them down the list to 15 uh, in terms of importance. But I just can't bet on the Yankees anymore. All right, uh, let's flip to the next games. Here we go. Uh, as far as the Brewers-Tigers are concerned, I'm going to go... Uh, Detroit there, made it my 14th play. Dodgers, D-backs, I'm all over the Dodgers. Rockies, Padres, I'm on the Padres there. Reds and Cubs, I took the uh, Cubs. I made it my 10th play. Who are the Rangers playing, uh, Carver High? Do you see who the Rangers are playing there? The Rangers, I believe, are playing the Mariners tonight, if I had to remember correctly. Uh, the Angels, I'm sorry. Rangers and the Angels tonight, Scotty. I'll take the Rangers, even though they're the worst team in baseball now. And then uh, Red Sox, Phillies, I'm on the Phillies. And in that uh, Cardinals game, who are they playing? Is it, I can't see that one. Uh, the Cardinals tonight, uh, they are in the doubleheader with the Twins right now. That is yeah, game two. I, I, took the, I took the Twins in game one and the Cardinals in game two. I had the Twins my number nine play, Cardinals number 16 play. So I'm going Phillies game one in that uh, in that. 
uh, Twin Bill Red Sox game two. Jays, White Sox, I'm taking Twins and Cards split. Twins game one, Cards game two. Rays, Cleveland, Astros game one, A's game two. Braves, Tigers, Mets, Texas, Cubs, San Diego, and San Francisco. Those are my plays. There you go. Everybody's happy. There is tonight's MLB slate. Good luck to you tonight, as always, Scotty. Uh, let's get to the hockey. Last night, game one, East final, and it was not even close. The Tampa Bay Lightning put a beating on the Islanders 8-2. to two. This, of course, after the Islanders won game seven on Saturday night in a dominating game against the Philadelphia Flyers. But then they came out, uh, you want to say they came out pretty flat, Scotty? That's sure, uh, I, don't, I think you need, probably need a little stronger word than that to describe how the Islanders played last night. Well, I'm surprised because I think uh, your guy, Barry Trotz, is the best coach in the league, and I am just devastated that uh, I got to be honest, I cannot believe that they weren't ready to play uh, is what they look like. They got lit up. I mean, it was 3-1, 4-1. I was like, 5-1, 6-1. I was like, I couldn't even watch it. So my question to you is, you're the Islander uh, guy. You're the aisle seat podcast host. You're the man. Uh do they recover? Well, first of all, we welcome in all of our radio affiliates, SportsGridRadio.com, SportsGridRadio Overnights. Uh, get the SportsGridRadio app, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page. You can watch us. Just search SportsGridRadio on YouTube, and you'll find us, and you can watch us do the shows. Pharrell on a Bench, SportsRage, Bagels and Bad Beats, SportsGridRadio Overnights, and, of course, Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California listening uh, now on the radio. Good to have you all in. So my question goes back to you. Do they recover? Can they let one game just wash it down the toilet and then come out and get back into the series? Or did that loss, was it so devastating and they got their ass beat so badly that they never recover from it? Yeah, I hate to use excuses. And and here's the way you have to look at the last week. The Lightning, that was their first game in seven days. In the last seven days, the Islanders played two overtime games, including a double overtime game, and a game seven then on Saturday. The Islanders played a lot of hockey in the last week. Then they flew to Edmonton. I know it's excuses, blah, 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 blah. But I think that Trotz gets them refocused here uh, today on a day off. I don't think that they're going to skate. And then he'll have them ready to go tomorrow. And you'll see a little bit more of the Islander team that you saw in the Flyers series and throughout the entire playoffs. I just think, Scotty, it was a real bad spot. I mean, they couldn't give him an extra day uh, when they got to Edmonton. They had to run and go play on Monday night. Uh, I don't know. I think it was a little unfair, but that's just an excuse, as Trotz would say. Uh, but I think that they kind of get off the deck tomorrow night and give a little bit of a better performance, that's for sure. Are you willing to bet on them to win tomorrow night? I am. I, I am willing to bet on them tomorrow night. I saw it was uh, earlier today at plus 155. Uh, people are going to obviously be on Tampa the way that they embarrassed them last night. But I think that the Islanders are in the mix here tomorrow. Uh, I know uh, 145 there. It's up to 155, too. So uh, we'll see what happens. Other game tonight, Scotty. I was shocked at the one nothing game Sunday between Vegas and Dallas with all the goals that those two teams have been scoring earlier. Now they play a game two tonight. I'm expecting more of a vintage Vegas performance and for them to really get things going. What about you? Well, I mean, they have to win tonight. They cannot go down two. To lose one nothing and then lose game two, you're in big trouble, mister. All I know is they have to get the game tonight. I think they will get the game tonight. I bet on them in game one. They lose one nothing. I think they get it evens uh, tonight. So it should be a great game. And I don't know if the Islanders can win. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Pharrell, back on uh, Coast to Coast. Uh, We got another game tonight, Carver High, in the NBA, up against uh, Payne Day, season opener, Arrowhead, Chiefs, Texans, plus a hockey game. Why don't we do the NBA game while we're here, waiting for Adam Kaplan? Yeah, we've got the Lakers and the Rockets, of course, game four tonight. Uh, Lakers looking to take the 3-1 lead in that series. Uh, Anthony Davis has been outstanding. Rockets need to pick it up, as we know. No Daniel House uh, for the Rockets tonight, Scotty. He has allegedly let a female COVID tester into his hotel room. So it looks like House uh, won't be playing any games for the Rockets anytime soon. Well, now we know why uh, he had personal issues. Uh, They were uh, chick issues, which a strong chess play, I think, on his part. If you, you know, if you're down there, you're miserable, you're in the bubble, you got no juice, you've had enough of it, you're sick and tired of it. You try to go back door with a hottie into the room. Listen, I like that move. If you get busted, you get busted. He got busted, so he is cold busted. But I still like the move. I like the play. You got to go for it sometimes in life. Try to sneak her into the bubble. Let's uh, have a little love for the guy with a little backdoor move there. I like that backdoor cut. So uh, he got busted. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't work going through the lane. You might get hit by a tree. So sometimes you get busted and he got popped. So tough move, swing and a miss. But I like the effort. (laughs) And we thought that guys were going to sneak out of the bubble to try to get a little action involved. My man, House, he just said, I'm right here in the bubble. I might as well try to make it work where I am. (laughs) Well, listen, they have, uh, he, you know, the guy can shoot too. So he's hit a lot of big shots, I think, for them on the side. Uh, You know, to be honest with you, I think he's hit some clutch J's for him. It can't be all about Harden. Westbrook's J has not been there. He's had that nice kiss off the glass on the wing, but he has not been hitting threes. Uh, He's been very emotional since he came back from injury. He's been getting in shouting matches with Davis, arguing, uh, getting all lost in his game, I think. Meanwhile, guys like House are knocking down Jays. Covington was knocking down Jays. They need to move the ball around tonight and get everybody involved, hitting, 
looks. You get a good look, take it. Not having him in the lineup, I think hurts him. I know a lot of people think that the Rockets are going to cover tonight and show up and win and even the series. I still don't see signs of that. The last game, they died in the fourth, and then they talked about they ran out of gas. Who runs out of gas in a conference semifinal? I don't understand. Did the Celtics not play double overtime at the Raptors last night and no one left the floor? They played like they had been dragged by a truck, but they kept playing. I don't buy the I'm tired shtick and that excuse. All right, let's go to, I still like the Lakers tonight. Let's go to our NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. He's ready to dance, getting ready for the pain day opener tonight. How you doing, Adam? I hope you're well. All right, so I can't hear Adam, so let's uh, try to get his volume going. Uh, Chiefs Texans injury uh, report for tonight looks good, except for Brandon uh, Cooks, the quadricep. He's questionable for Houston. Kansas City not listing anybody. Is uh, is that the update on the injuries? Yeah, that, as far as the Texans are concerned, the one is Brandon Cooks, who's got the quadriceps. Now, here's the key point, Pharrell. The day before, he did not even participate in their walkthrough. That is not a good sign. Not every player participates in the walkthrough, but starters do, and he didn't. That concerns me for tonight. So if you're using for fantasy, it's not a lock. He's got an injury. He didn't even participate in a walkthrough, which Pharrell, by the way, a walkthrough literally is a walkthrough. It's not even a practice, so that is not a good sign. So what is the status? Uh, do you know anything about what they're planning, these two teams? They were kind of in cahoots about, uh, you know, social injustice and making a protest. Are they going to do anything, actually, at the start of this game? You know, here's the difference, Scott, from years past, where the league and owners threatened players if they did anything, if they kneel, knelt during the game. It's a little different now. Things have changed, as we know, in the last six months. So. Kenny Stills of the Texans, who's going to be in that four-man rotation, actually three-man rotation, if uh, if uh, Brandon Cooks can't play. So Stills is a guy that's been out in front on social justice here. There's no injustice, really, is what it is. And he's been out and doing this for a long time, particularly after Ka Colin Kaepernick had a situation in 2016, and we move along here. Kenny Stills is one of the pleasure who are out in front of this. I expect something to happen tonight to answer your question. That's my opinion on based on what I've heard. We'll see what they actually do. But I expect them to have some kind of sign tonight during the game. So, obviously, Watson got all of his money, and everybody's uh, excited. I know Mahomes. They all have talked glowingly about him getting his money. But what do you think he's going to be like without Hopkins, with the alternatives, uh, and the guys like Fuller, who uh, is a great player, in my opinion, when he plays once a month? <laughs> All right, let's look at the Texans here. I mentioned Kenny Stills. He's not a guy that gets a lot of pass targets. So you asked a good question. What they're going to do is this. They're going to spread it around. It's going to be Will Fuller, who's an elite deep threat. The problem is, and you alluded to it, he missed a lot of time due to knee injuries over his career. He's in the final year of his rookie deal. He needs to have a big season. But he is an elite deep threat. Kenny Stills can run. Brandon Cooks can run, but he's got an injury. But the, the, the guy's going to be key to this offense is, Randall Cobb, because Hopkins can play in the slot. He can play outside. He's no longer there. And they've got some tight ends. They like Fells, who's a guy who scored a lot of touchdowns in the red zone. David Johnson, Duke Johnson, both could catch the football. But to sum this up, Pharrell, they're going to spread the ball around tonight against those Kansas City Chiefs.
Yeah, I can't wait to see how the Chiefs look coming off the Super Bowl and all the juice they've gotten, uh, all their bragging about winning five, six, seven Super Bowls in a row. I think they're tripping. But I, I can't wait to see how Mahomes comes out. I can't wait to see what it's like watching Arrowhead sands the 80,000 fans uh, limited down to whatever, uh, as many thousand as they're going to let in there. Not many. It's going to look kind of naked like a bad uh, Division II basketball game crowd. So I'm interested to see how that all plays out. Let's go around the league now and talk about some of these other teams. What's the status with Mike Evans and the Buccaneers? They are loaded offensively. Everybody's been talking about it. They got all the pieces for Brady. I've been hearing all about it. What's the word on Evans? I think he's the best player they got uh, You know when he's throwing the ball. Oh, Chris Godwin, by the way, the 2017 draft pick who's played slot last season. Those are, it's, it's he and Evans as the starters. Now, Mike Evans, Pharrell, has a hamstring injury. You remember, late last season, he missed the, the final quarter of it because of a hamstring issue. Keep an eye on this. this. This injury popped up. They practice tomorrow. We'll see what he does today. They got the walkthrough Saturday game on Sunday. This is a concern. He's been in the league a long time. He's got a hamstring injury. This is not good for a wide receiver, particularly in the warm weather, which, it's, which you worry about, though. This game will be in New Orleans still. You worry about this guy's ability to practice and to play on Sunday. Friday is the key day. If he does not practice on Friday, players on, who don't practice on Friday, Pharrell, rarely play on Sunday. This is not a good sign that Mike Evans went on that injury report with a surprise with a hamstring. Let's talk about the Danielle Hunter situation for the Vikings. They already lost Everson Griffin. Uh, this puts them in a bad uh, predicament. Yeah, this is not good. Danielle Hunter is on injury reserve. He will miss a minimum of three games on injury reserve. Now, that, the new rule is this. Just for this season, teams could put an unlimited amount of players on injury reserve, but the players have to miss not three weeks, but they have to miss a minimum of three games. So as you mentioned, Grifferson is gone. Everson Griffin is gone now. He's playing in Dallas. They are very late at the end. Thank goodness they made the trade for Yannick Ngakwe, who you and I talked about the last time I was on with you. Ngakwe right. is going to be one of their starters. They have a kid named Ohedebo is going to play the other DN spot. That's all they have. So this is going to be a problem for them this week against, uh, I think it's Dallas who they play. So that, that's going to be a problem for me. But I'll tell you what, Minnesota has got a revamped secondary. They're really good at linebacker. They've got a good passing offense. Uh, they're really excited about Justin Jefferson, their first-round pick. But watch B.C. Johnson for the Vikings on Sunday. He's going to play on the outside. Adam Thielen will play probably mostly in the slot. But watch B.C. Johnson, the second-year receiver for the Vikings. Respectfully, I got 30 seconds. We'll do the rest after the break. But tell me what you think Cousins will do against the Packers, who he struggled against last year in both games. I think it'll be hard for him. Uh, because the Packers have one of the deepest secondaries. Kevin King was a tall corner. Jair Alexander, they are absolutely loaded. The way you beat the Packers is you run the football, just like the Niners did in the championship game. And I expect the Packers to do that with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, their second-round pick. When we come back, we're going to uh, talk about the Bears. They got injury situations. Max, one of the guys we're going to talk about. And we'll talk about Trubisky with our NFL insider, Adam Kaplan, on Coast to Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast with my good friend Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider on Sports Grid. You talked to the Bears today about Montgomery, Mack, et cetera, even uh, the Trubisky situation. He got the gig. I'm not surprised that he got the gig. All right, let's start, Pharrell, at the top here with Trubisky. He beat out Nick Foles for the starting job. It was, I'm told it was this close. Last Friday, Mitch was told that he was getting the job, that he's going to be the starter. Nick would back him up. Trubisky, here's the thing that I found fascinating, talking to the Bears. He came in with a chip on his shoulder. I think, in a way, he was sick and tired of, the, of people criticizing him. And he knew with the, the Bears not picking up a fifth-year option, it's now or never. So now he's going to be coached by not just Matt Nagy, by Bill Lazor and John T. Filippo, who's their quarterback's coach, who did a great job with Gardner Minshew and Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz in Philly. The Bears feel super confident that Trubisky will rise above and play the best that he's played in his four seasons. So that's their hope. Let's move over to David Montgomery. I'm told he's got a groin strain, a relatively minor one. They are very optimistic that he'll be able to play Sunday at the Lions, but they want to see how he gets through practice, not only today, but through Friday, the walkthrough, and then warm-ups on Sunday. But right now they're optimistic. But I could tell you from talking to the Bears, Scott, when he – Grabbed his leg. They didn't know what the injury was. But when they talked to him, they said, I'm okay. I think I'm going to be okay. It wasn't his knee. What is his leg? It was his groin, and he's going to be okay. Now, if he doesn't play or has an issue in the game, it would be Tariq Cohen. You might remember the little small back, Tariq Cohen, who's really, really fast. And one more thing, watch out for Darnell Mooney, a rookie out of Tulane. He's a fifth-round pick. He had a phenomenal camp. Look for him to play a lot on Sunday. Do not be surprised because this kid can run. All right, so, uh, and Max okay? With the, yeah, he's got a minor injury with a knee. They do believe, as of right now, he will be able to go. But again, they do practice tomorrow, but right now he should be able to play. All right, Adam, a lot of news about the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Rager, the rookie, uh, has a problem. Uh, Miles Sanders has a problem. I know they reworked. You were dead right about that uh, last week on the show talking about Peters. Not only did he move to the left tackle that you and I both thought he would, but you said he'd get a new deal, and he did. A lot going on with the Eagles. All right, let's go to Jason Peters. We'll start with number 71. Number 71, Jason Peters got his contract reworked. According to his agency, they told me this morning that Jason's going to get a little bit more money, a little bit more upside. He gets $2 million more tacked onto the deal. He can make as much as $8 million and a little bit more guaranteed money. He's going to make, he's going to make $1 more million in fully guaranteed money to go over to left tackle from right guard. So that happened. Jalen Rager, who, who I'm told has a 
tiny, a tiny labrum tear. I'm told it's minor. It's going to be close because he had a full practice on Thursday. The Eagles are not expecting this, but he's great. He's got a high pain tolerance, I'm told, for So He's got a real shot for Sunday. If he doesn't play this week, he will play next week at home, their home opener, against the Rams. And let's get to Miles Sanders, who everybody wants to know about. I'm told he's got a hamstring strain. He's had this now for four weeks. He's limited in practice. This is a little bit surprising to me. Right now, he's questionable. If he cannot play, it would be Boston Scott starting versus the Washington team in D.C. And then the issue is who would back him up if Sanders can't play? It would be Corey Clement. Here's the problem. Clem's got a quadriceps injury. He was limited today. What they would then do is sign probably a running back of the practice squad, Vander Holofield's son, the real deal. Vander's son, they would right. sign him up the practice squad. Elijah, don't forget about him. And they have a kid named Michael Warren, who's a pretty big back, and they need power in, in back of Miles Sanders to be one of those two guys. I remember uh, the kid, Holyfield, played at Georgia, and I talked to Vander about him when I was in Vegas at a fight, and uh, it was pretty cool talking to him about his son playing for the Bulldogs. One other question for you, Adam. What is the deal uh, of this story brewing about Zach Ertz? Okay, this one also, the Eagles have been like the last 24 hours of drama. This is pretty interesting. So Zach Ertz wants a new deal. He has two years left on his deal with guaranteed money. The Eagles have... Shown a willingness. They were negotiating November, December. Zach turned that deal down because the Eagles could easily get out of the deal after two years. Zach wants to get a deal that gives them enough money that they can't cut him in 2022. The Eagles, as I'm told by multiple sources, want to do a deal, Scott, similar to the one that Travis Kelsey just got with the Chiefs. But yes, both got Ertz and, and Kelsey are very similar to age. But Zach's, Zach wants a deal that's got more guaranteed money. The Travis Kelsey deal is really team-friendly. For a lack of a better word, that's really what it is. Talking to a lot of people who've looked at the contract, and that's what it is. Zach does not want that deal. And right now, I'm told they have not talked in three weeks. Not that you can't negotiate a deal in the fall, in the season. You can do that. But typically, if you're a player, you don't want to have to worry about getting a new contract when you're playing. So if they don't get a deal done by, like, Saturday, I don't see a deal getting done this season, and he would play out the final season. This one, watch this one because both sides have been talking. They were talking. They're not talking right now. But look, stranger things have happened. You never know in 48 hours until 72 hours before you have a game. So keep an eye on it. Right now, there's nothing going on. So what's the deal with Washington's going to uh, use running back by committee? And what's the latest on Josh Norman up in Buffalo? Yes, all right. So let's, let's touch on the former Washington football player, Josh Norman. He's their tallest corner. This is not good because Prashad Perriman, who we talked about for the Jets, Buffalo plays the Jets. Perriman, I'm told, will play with his knee injury. Getting back to Buffalo, Josh Norman now probably will not play with his hamstring injury. They are not good on outside corner backups. That's not good. That's why they brought Josh Norman in. This is favorable for the, the Jet passing game. So keep an eye on that with Josh Norman. Right now, I put him in the doubtful category. What was the other team you wanted to talk about? Uh, you know, uh, well, we did. You, you discussed uh, the Bills and, and the situation with Norman and the Jets. Perryman uh, has the knee problem. There you go. And then Washington no by no committee, play. the yeah. running backs. Oh, yeah, let so, me get to let, that. Let me get to that. I talked to yeah. – yeah, let me talk to that real quick. I talked to Ryan Sil- Silverfield, the Memphis head coach, who coached Antonio Gibson. It's What's funny is what Silverfield told me that when he got him, they didn't know what he was because he was 6 feet and 230 pounds. So they moved him to slot receiver last year. He had an incredible NFL combine, 4.39. Talking to the Washington team. They're going to use him mainly as a running back, 
but just a little bit as receiver. Remember, they cut Adrian Peterson. It's going to be he, Bryce Love, the for, the former fourth-round pick out of Stanford, who's come back well out of reconstruction of his knee. And also, it's going to be more of a run-based offense. So they're not going to pass a lot. But when they do, it's going to go to McLaurin, obviously. Logan Thomas, the former college quarterback who's playing tight end, and also Steven Sims Jr., watch him. He's going to be their slot receiver. Let's talk about the Steelers, Big Ben. Talking about yeah. shaking like a leaf, and he's been nervous going into uh, the yeah. Monday night game uh, against the Giants at MetLife. There's a lot more news. DeCastro looks like he's going to miss the game. You uh, told me some stuff about Deontay Johnson. I know they want Connor to be healthy. He hasn't been healthy. I know he's a great back when he is, but he just hasn't been able to uh, play games. Right. Hopefully this year that will turn around for him. Give me the latest on all the Steelers news. All right, let's start with Big Ben quickly here. So Big Ben, because he has not played, remember he he had the elbow injury. Once that got fixed and he got to training camp, I'm talking to multiple people, he threw the heck out of the football. So that's a good thing. But when you've been gone for a while, you just wonder how it's going to be like, and you saw Big Ben's quote up there. So he's going to have some jitters. But after he throws his first couple of passes, it won't be a big deal. So I'm talking with Deontay Johnson. He's added to the injury report with a foot injury. I'm told on Thursday they backed off on purpose. Remember, they play on Monday night. He's got two more days of practice. As long as he practices some, Pharrell, on Friday and Saturday, he will play Monday night at the Giants. But they are super deep. You know as a Steelers fan, Chase Claypool. We mentioned Deontay Johnson. James Washington. Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, Eric Ebron at tight end. Vance McDonald. They are loaded in pass targets. That's not the problem. Let's get to James Conner. This year, Benny Snell will be his main backup. Benny Snell, I'm told, came to training camp 15 pounds later. He will back him up. You got Anthony McFarlane, who they're super excited about as a changeup out of Maryland. Jalen Samuels, they are absolutely loaded running back. They're in good shape here. Now, Castro doesn't look good right now for him playing, but the rest of their offensive line is back. They're going to be in good shape. Their offense, Scott, could be one of the best that Ben Roethlisberger's ever played with. I can't wait to see it. Hopefully they won't screw that game up in the Big Apple. Tell me about uh, Jackson going into this season. He was phenomenal last year. Now he's taking on Baker and the Browns. Uh, that should be a big game. How do you think he's going to look? I know Ingram told you that he's uh, looking incredible. Yeah, so Team Source told me that when it comes to Lamar Jackson, first guy in, last guy to leave. Incredible leader. And the other thing is, Scott, despite not having an offseason or a training camp, they want to expand the passing game, not to throw the ball more, to give them specific play, pass plays they weren't doing last season. He's got what I'm told is their run game by a, an opposing general manager, most sophisticated run game this this GM has ever seen from Greg Roman, their offensive coordinator. So you mentioned in passing Mark Ingram, you've got their second round pick from Ohio State, who's tremendous, um, J.K. Dobbins. Their run game and their pass game has a chance to really expand. And you know about Mark Andrews, and don't forget about Miles Boykin, the tall receiver, six foot four, his second year out of Notre Dame, who was a breakout candidate. And Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, who now is healthy. Remember last season, he was coming back from a broken foot. Uh, respectfully, I got 40 seconds. What do you think of that money Romo's yeah. making in the booth from the field to the booth to 17 million a year? I need a job like that. It's <laughs> unbelievable. But here's the thing Tony did it. I mean, uh, Tony Martinez, who, who who coached him, who coached me at ESPN, he's coaching him. I got to tell you, I've never seen anyone come out of the booth like this. You know why, Scott? Because he's like you and I. He's fearless. He doesn't worry about what other people think. He's tremendous, and that's why Tony Roman was great. And you know what? Other play by uh, other color analysts, 
They've had to take after him because now it's all about putting it out there. And he calls a play before it happens. It's unbelievable. All right. Hey, Adam, hopefully I'm going to see you again tomorrow. I think I am. And I know I'm going to have Dr. Chow on. So great stuff. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks for coming on Coast to Coast. We got more coming up. Don't go anywhere. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast with uh, Carver High Mafia, LTN in Kansas City, running the show on SportsGrid. Where are we going here, Carver High? we got a lot to accomplish. Well, there's definitely a lot to accomplish, Scotty, because did you know that this is the first time in history that there is uh, NBA, NHL, NFL, and MLB all happening on the same day because of the NFL game tonight? The first time you can get all of them, also MLS, also college football, because you have the Miami Hurricane game tonight. So everybody is on the docket here. It's pretty crazy that every sport is in play Today on Thursday, uh, obviously NFL opening up tonight, Scotty. Let's start with that. Right now at FanDuel, Chiefs minus 9.5 total is at 53.5 now. What are you thinking tonight for the Super Bowl champs? A little shootout. These two teams played a wild one in the playoffs last year, as we know. What do you like tonight at Arrowhead, Scotty? Well, I, you know, I don't think it's going to be a playoff game, right? I don't think it's going to be like that. I don't think it's going to be a 24 nothing lead blown, and then they get just rolled by the Chiefs. That was the most incredible thing I think I've ever seen that game. I, I frankly don't think it'll be like that at all. I, it's dangerous laying that kind of wood in an NFL game. I don't care who's playing. I don't care if it's Mahomes. I don't care if they won the Super Bowl. All I know is... Is the problem I have with the big number, even though I laid it, is that the quarterback on the other side is good. When you have two really good quarterbacks, you're going to get scoring. You're going to get plays made. Uh, I think Watson can do a lot of things against the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have been labeled this dynasty uh, way prematurely. Uh, you know, that they have this unbelievable defense, the greatest defense ever. They were down 10 in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. So calm down with all of that. We'll see how good they are tonight when a good quarterback comes in there and slings it around. There's not going to be 80,000 people there booing him and screaming. There's not going to be any problem hearing the snap counts or anything else. I think it's a major advantage for Watson not to have to deal with that noise and chaos in that great stadium. Uh, But look, Mahomes is unbelievable, so you know he's capable of lighting it up. This boils down to me, the game, about whether or not Kansas City's defense can stop Watson and can Watson do anything with this slew of receivers he's got sans Hopkins. Hopkins is no longer there. You're talking about uh, you know, Fuller, incredible. He'll play about two or three games this year with his bad knees. All I know is you got to, you know, watch Stills and the rest of them. Can they come up big for, you know, Watson? I have my reservations. That's why I went with the Chiefs. But I don't think that, frankly, they're this unbelievable juggernaut that everybody else thinks they are. All these idiots in TV and radio think that they're just never going to lose a game and that they're just going to win every week and they're going to just roll right to the Super Bowl and just keep winning Lombardi trophies because they gave Cheeseburger Boy a big new deal and they gave Mahomes a billion dollars. I am not buying that at all. At all. I think they can be beaten 
And I'll believe it when I see it that they repeat and that they repeat again and again and again. It doesn't happen and it's not going to happen. So get ready for that misery because it's around the corner doing push-ups. Uh, before Will Phil, uh, Fuller gets hurt, Scotty, I do need him to get his longest reception over 23 and a half yards tonight. So before Will He'll goes get down, that. Uh, can you catch that. a ball over 24 yards for me? There you go. Thank yeah, you, will. will. Uh, MLB tonight, Scotty. Big slate uh, going on right now. Oakland, 3-1 lead over Houston. They had a walk-off uh, last night against them late night. Angels with a 4-1 lead over the Rangers right now. Uh, Tigers and Cardinals just getting going in the second game of a doubleheader there. Let's look at tonight's slate, Scotty. How about the Braves last night putting a 29 spot up on the floor on the Miami Marlins tonight? They are into Washington to take on the Nationals. They are minus 166 favorites. I mean, both pitchers are so awful in this game. Uh, there's going to be lots of runs scored here as well. Both guys' ERAs are well over six. Uh, this guy bought for the Nationals. He's at 826. It's a disaster. Uh, but I'm taking the brakes here. I, I think the Nationals have been bunk. Kendrick, I.L., I just don't like the way they played ball at all. And, I mean, the Braves are capable. They're going to the playoffs as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to go Atlanta here. Royals have gotten a couple wins over the Indians here the last couple days, Scotty. Yeah, I still uh, am betting on Cleveland as my third uh, pick. I, I don't like the Royals at all. I don't like betting on them. I still bet on Cleveland last night. I lost a bet, but I'm going to go back with the Tribe again tonight. They're just flat out better than the Royals. Rays right now, minus 205 favorite at home against the Red Sox. Yeah, I, the Red Sox are a minor league team. I'm going Rays here easy at home in Tampa. Rays are going to win the East. They're going to go to the playoffs. They could go to the World Series. They're dangerous. The Red Sox season's over. Ben Attendee's done. Uh, they've been laughable. I've never seen Boston look this bad, in fact, in my lifetime. You'd like to see the Marlins maybe get off the deck a little bit tonight. They're about an even game against the Phillies down in Miami with Arietta on the mound for them. I like the Phillies tonight, Scotty. What about you? Yeah, I'm on Arietta here. Uh, that game last night could be a backbreaker. You give up 29 runs. It was 2 nothing Miami, and then uh, they gave up the 11 runs in the second. I was watching that second inning. I don't even know. Like, obviously, they say shake it off. It's only one game. Don't worry about it. When you give up a 29 spot in a baseball game, I think that's going to take a week and a half to recover from. I don't like them at all tonight. I'm going Phillies. The Yankees, after a win last night, finally – up in Buffalo against the Blue Jays. They get Garrett Cole on the mound tonight at home against the Orioles, who they had all kinds of problems with last weekend down at Camden Yards. Cole is, as always, a heavy minus 270 favorite tonight. Do we see a real Garrett Cole here tonight for the Yankees, Scotty? They'll be lucky if they get the game in, um, Mike. I think that uh, it's yeah. pouring down on rain right now in New York and uh, it's just been pouring all day. It's a horrible day. But if they go, if they get it in, I'm all over Cole here tonight. He has to be frustrated with the way things have gone and all the home runs he's given up. And I say tonight he takes it out on the Orioles. I like New York. Trevor Bauer with a nice performance for the Reds last night, Scotty, against the Cubs. Tonight, the Reds and the Cubs again at Wrigley. Uh, Sonny Gray on the hill for the Reds tonight. They are a slight favorite at Wrigley against the Cubs. Well, if Bauer can do it, their other best pitcher can do it as well. I'm going to take the Reds here in an upset. I thought that was a huge win for Bauer last night. How about the Cubs talking all kinds of smack to this guy the entire game? Meanwhile, uh, you know, he had him eating out of his palms. 
Uh, Bauer's a good pitcher. I was surprised he got it done last night against Darvish, to be honest with you. I lost that bet. I'm going to go back with the Reds tonight, though, and Gray. The San Francisco Giants have been hot, Scotty. They've won a couple of games in a row. They took a few off the Seattle Mariners, cooled them off. And now tonight they face the Padres in San Diego. Paddock on the hill for them. Do the Giants stay hot down at Petco? I think they've won five in a row. That ends tonight in San Diego. I love this Padre team. You know it. I bet on them all the time. Uh, Every chance I get. You have to be a really good team, in my view, to bet against them. Uh, I'm talking about seven days a week. I like betting on the Padres. I like betting on the White Sox. They've made me a lot of money this uh, short summer season that they've been playing in. And I'm just going to keep going to the well. I like the Padres. The Dodgers seem to beat the Diamondbacks every night in extra innings. They did it again last night, a couple nights in a row. The Dodgers are now 32-12, and 12, Scotty. Madison Bumgarner on the hill for the D-backs in our last MLB game of the night. Well, I'm surprised the guy hasn't won a game in Arizona, but it couldn't happen to a better guy. Uh, Don't look at me, Bumgarner. Uh, He's too cool for everybody. I love, I absolutely can't get enough of watching him fail and lose every time his rodeo riding ass goes out to the mound. I'm taking May and the Dodgers again. Do you know how much money I have made on the Dodgers and Padres this summer? Honest to God, they win every night. I mean, it's just automatic cash. It's like an ATM machine. <laughs> Thirty-two and twelve—that is good. I just need him to get what is it? Uh, six more wins. I've got that over thirty-seven and a half for the Dodgers this season. Oh, that's so automatic. Catch that. That's automatic at this point. I sure hope that it is. Uh, hockey. Uh, do you want to do last night first, or do you want to do tonight? Do you want to finish up last night? Islanders down two-zero now to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They had a tie game. They give up a goal to Kucherov with eight seconds left on the clock. They blew a billion opportunities to uh, win that hockey game. I think the Islanders, Scotty, unfortunately for me, uh, they're finished in this series against Tampa. Well, you know, I think that I told you that going into the game, I still bet on Tampa last night and hit that bet. I wanted your Islanders to win games one and game two, but – I told you that 8-2 game, uh, it, it just has a, a residual feeling to it that you thought they'd come out and get this lead and that uh, that they could, if they got a 2-0 lead, they could win. They should have had a 2-0 lead. They had a five-minute major. You tell me what happened because uh, when they got the Hedman goal late and it was 1-1, from that point forward, it was anybody's game. I thought they got burned on the Kucherov goal, but uh, you talk about what happened in the third period. They had another golden opportunity and they laid an egg. They they had missed chances the entire game. You mentioned it. A five-minute major in the first period right after you took that one nothing lead. You need a goal there. You need to get up 2 nothing. You cannot not score. And then on the Hedman goal, Scotty, there was an icing right before that. A lazy play by Devon Taves. That allowed the faceoff to happen at the other end. Hedman puts it in. They've been awful on the faceoff with the point shots. Rest of the game goes by. They had a five-on-three. About ten minutes left in the third period. They couldn't even get the puck on net. Islanders had nobody to blame but themselves. The only thing that's left in this series for me, Scotty, is do they put up a fight and force the Lightning to play a couple of extra games here because I don't think they could beat them four out of five, or are the Islanders going to go down slowly and uh, painfully and get swept here in this series or lose in five? That's the only drama left in it for me as far as I am concerned. How about you? Well, look, I think that uh, Braden Point's injury is huge uh, for them the rest of the way. If he tore his hammy, uh, that's going to kill them. 
uh, you know, the rest of the series. And I think that in the Stanley Cup finals, it could be a problem because those things don't heal in five, seven days. Uh, if he goes out and skates and tries to go at it again, he could tear it. He could It could get worse, and he won't play another uh, shift the entire rest of the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. Here's the deal. Uh, I think they're better than the Islanders. I've always told you that. They're the best team in hockey is what they are. I do believe that the Islanders could have won that game last night. They let it slip through their fingers. So we know they're capable of shutting down Tampa. They stopped them from having any kind of uh, productivity or shots on goal or doing anything. They took their game right out from underneath them. So I do believe the Islanders are going to win a game or two. I do not believe they're getting swept. I think they're going to make it a series. But they're going to lose the series, I think, in the end. Because I agree with you. They're not losing uh, four or five. Uh, Tampa can't lose four or five to anyone, let alone the Islanders. No, I I agree with you, and we'll see what happens with Point. And also, Kalorn, who got the major last night on Brock Nelson, he has been suspended for one game, so he is not going to play against the Islanders in that Game 3 tomorrow night. Tonight, Scotty, a Game 3 between Vegas and Dallas. Series tied 1-1. You saw the Knights get back to their type of game the other night in Game 2. What do you like tonight in Game 3? I'm going to go Dallas in, in this game because I thought they looked really good uh, in the, uh, you know, one nothing win. So they're capable, like the Islanders were. I think the Islanders will win game three, too, by the way. With those two problems, Point and Kalorn, I'm going to take the Islanders. But I'm taking Dallas tonight to get back into the series just when everyone thinks that Vegas has this thing because they won 3 nothing. I'm not buying into that shtick. I think that Dallas will play them tough tonight and be in that game and have every chance in the world to, uh, you know, uh, take the lead in the series, in fact. So I'm going Dallas, uh, and there you go. I don't know where they're showing Canucks odds up there. That series is over. So we're on Vegas against Dallas, and I'm taking Dallas tonight. So all that information you just saw was from like two weeks ago. The line was right, just the name was wrong. So that was the line uh, for that game. And finally tonight, Scotty, the U now up to 15-and-a-half-point favorites over UAB. Little Thursday night college football along with the NFL game. The U, we've talked about it the last couple of games. they got to take care of business tonight. Listen, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a heart attack, okay? Because I'm on the air with you tonight on Verona Bench on Sports Grid Radio overnight. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast. What I was saying, Carver High, as you know, you've been known to chop my head off when I get out of control. You just bring out the machete and we start whacking through the weeds like we're in Vietnam. Here's the deal. Uh, if they, tonight, if they don't win by 30, I'm going to be so dyspeptic, distraught, terse, livid, out of hand, cussing, screaming, heart attack central. If I don't see my Canes beat UAB's pathetic ass tonight with Derek King at quarterback, I am done. I am done with the Canes. I'm done with that stupid, phony turnover chain. And I am on a mission from God to get Manny Diaz fired because he can't coach. Oh, he's a great recruiter. How many times have we heard he's a great recruiter? from every school in the country shut up you never win recruit this honestly i'm gonna lose i'm gonna have a heart attack and i'm gonna lose my temper it's gonna get ugly i'm i'm gonna be right there with you tonight on pharrell on the bench because i will bet miami tonight minus the 15 and a half i will be with you rooting for them to lose by 30 okay is that cool all right 
Uh, A's just won over the Astros 3-1. How about a guy sitting on the toilet gets racked by a four-foot snake, bit his junk while he was dropping a yam? That is a uh, just harrowing situation. DeMarcus Cousin lists his Vegas manager for $8 bucks. It has a basketball court in it. The outside pool looking at the mountains in Vegas is erotic. I love it. Michael O'Keefe, who played Danny Noonan in Caddyshack, going to carry the bag Monday and Tuesday, Carver High, at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. That's going to be awesome. Awesome. Uh, how about that? How great is that? Public support for sports plummets amid the BLM <laughs> protests and pandemic. Nobody likes sports anymore. We love sports on Sports Grid. We love betting on sports. And Joe Exotic Underwear is flying off the shelves. I'm just glad that guy's making money while he's serving 22 years for a murder for hire plot. He's trying to get pardoned by that tool in D.C. Let out Exotic Joe so he can sell some more underwear. Enjoy pain day. Texans Chiefs tonight. See you on the bench. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.